Welcome back to the Leadership Cheat Code, where we unlock the cheat code to effective leadership. My name is Brian Vaughn, and today I have an exciting topic to discuss, the five outcomes of effective communication for leaders. Communication plays a pivotal role in leadership, and mastering it can have a profound impact on the success of any organization. So let's dive right in. The first outcome is clarity. Effective leaders understand the importance of clear communication. Clarity helps ensure that everyone is on the same page and minimizes misunderstandings. So here are two strategies to achieve clarity. Strategy number one is to be concise and to the point. Long-winded explanations can lead to confusion and loss of interest. You should strive to communicate your ideas succinctly, focusing on key points and eliminating unnecessary details. This helps maintain engagement and enhances understanding. So here are some of the things that you can do to implement this strategy. Number one is to identify key points. Before communicating, take some time to identify the core ideas you want to convey. Clearly define the main objectives and key takeaways you want your audience to grasp from your communication. Eliminate unnecessary details. So when you are preparing your message, be mindful of including only relevant information. Avoid going off on tangents or adding unnecessary details that could distract from the main points. Use clear language. Use clear and straightforward language to ensure that your message is easily understood. Avoid jargon or slang or overly complex language and technical terms that might confuse your audience. Structure your communication. Organize your thoughts and ideas in a logical and coherent manner. Present your information in a structured format, such as bullet points or a concise outline to enhance clarity and comprehension. Adapt to your audience. Tailor your communication style to suit the needs and preferences of your audience. Different individuals or groups may have varying levels of expertise or familiarity with the topic, so learn how to adjust your level of detail accordingly. And practice brevity. Take time. Train yourself to express ideas succinctly. Practice delivering your message in a clear and concise manner, avoiding unnecessary repetitions or wordiness. Engage in active listening. As a leader, not only should you strive to communicate concisely, but you should also encourage active listening among your team. Active listening involves fully concentrating on what others are saying, interpreting their message accurately, and responding thoughtfully. Strategy number two is to use visual aids and examples. Visuals can be powerful tools for clarifying complex concepts. You can use charts and diagrams and graphs and even simple sketches to illustrate your ideas. Additionally, providing real life examples can make abstract concepts more relatable and easier to grasp. So let's look closer at using visual aids. Visuals allow people to process information through both text and images, appealing to different learning styles and enhancing overall comprehension. So for an example, if you're discussing financial data, presenting the information in the form of a graph can make trends and patterns more apparent than just numerical figures. Similarly, flowcharts can be used to demonstrate processes or workflows, making intricate procedures more accessible to the audience. So let's look closer at providing real life examples, which is crucial when you are explaining complex content and concepts to people. Because abstract concepts can be very challenging to grasp, especially when they lack concrete 
connections to real world situations. So you can improve the audience's understanding by providing relevant and relatable real life examples that illustrate the application of the concept in practical scenarios. So for instance, if you are introducing a new management strategy, you can share success stories or case studies from other companies that have implemented the same approach with positive results. These examples make the strategy tangible and offer valuable insight into how the practice works in real life. And outcome number two is engagement. Effective communication should actively engage the audience, fostering participation and involvement. So let's take some time to explore two strategies for achieving engagement. Strategy number one is active listening and feedback. You should actively listen to your team members, showing genuine interest in their ideas and concerns, encouraging open dialogue and providing constructive feedback creates a culture of trust and collaboration. This fosters engagement and empowers individuals to contribute their overall best. Let's break down the first element of this strategy. And the first element, of course, is active listening. Active listening, as we know it, is a communication technique where you fully concentrate, understand, respond, and remember what the other person is saying. It involves giving your full attention to the speaker, both verbally and non-verbally, to ensure that you understand the message and the emotions behind it. Make sure that you use appropriate body language, such as maintaining eye contact, nodding and showing understanding, and adopting an open posture to encourage team members to express themselves comfortably. Make sure that you're paraphrasing and summarizing. This involves you as the listener restating what the other person has said to ensure that you've understood them correctly. This technique also demonstrates that you value the input of the team member and is actively engaged in the conversation. Avoid interrupting. Refrain from interrupting team members while they are speaking. Instead, allow them to express their thoughts and feelings before fully responding. The second element is showing genuine interest. Effective leaders genuinely care about their team members' well-being, their ideas, and concerns. They demonstrate empathy and emotional intelligence, recognizing that each team member is unique and has valuable contributions to make. So make sure you're practicing empathy. Make sure that you're putting yourself in the team member's shoes and you're trying to understand their perspective and feelings. This helps to build strong connections and foster a supportive work environment. You also have to make sure that you are understanding the individual motivations for each team member and ensure that you are aligning their goals with the team objectives. This personalized approach helps enhance engagement and productivity. The third element is open dialogue. Encouraging open dialogue means creating an atmosphere where team members feel comfortable expressing their opinions, even if they differ from yours as a leader and other people on the team. You have to make sure that you are approachable and accessible for your team members, ensuring that they feel comfortable sharing their thoughts without fear of judgment or repercussions. Make sure that you're promoting diversity and inclusion within the team, valuing various perspectives and ideas. Actively seek input from all team members, regardless of their position or their tenure with the company. The fourth element is constructive feedback. Providing constructive feedback is essential for employee growth and development. Effective leaders deliver feedback in a way that motivates and supports improvement rather than discourages or demotivates. Make sure that you're providing feedback promptly after observing a specific behavior or action, making it relevant and actionable. Make sure that the feedback is clear, specific, and based on observable behaviors or outcomes. It should avoid personal attacks and focuses on the impacts of the action on performance. 
Constructive feedback highlights both strengths and areas of improvement. By acknowledging achievements and offering suggestions for growth, you inspire, as a leader, you inspire continuous development. So what are the benefits of this strategy? By implementing this strategy of active listening and feedback, you can expect the following benefits. Number one is trust and collaboration. A culture of trust is established when team members feel valued and supported. Collaboration among team members improves as they feel comfortable sharing ideas and seeking input from others. The second benefit is empowerment and engagement. Team members feel empowered to contribute their best work, knowing that their ideas and concerns are taken seriously. This sense of ownership increases engagement and job satisfaction. The third benefit is improved communication. Open dialogue promotes effective communication within the team, reducing misunderstandings and enhancing cooperation. The fourth benefit is employee development. Constructive feedback helps team members to identify areas for improvement and areas where they can grow professionally. This in turn benefits the organization by fostering a skilled and motivated workforce. And benefit number five is higher performance. A positive and supportive work environment leads to increased productivity and performance as team members are more motivated to achieve their goals. Strategy number two is all around storytelling. People are naturally drawn to stories. Leaders can use storytelling techniques to captivate their audience and make their messages more memorable. By weaving narratives that resonate with the listener's experiences, we as communicators, as leaders, can effectively engage and inspire our team members. So here's how you can use storytelling as a leadership strategy. Number one is the emotional connection. Stories just have the ability to evoke emotions in a way that data and facts cannot. By sharing personal anecdotes and experiences or examples, you can create an emotional bond with your team members. This connection fosters trust, empathy, and a sense of camaraderie, making it easier for team members to relate to the leader's vision and goals. Make it memorable because facts and figures are easily forgotten, but stories tend to stick in people's minds. By presenting information with a narrative structure, you can enhance retention and recall. When team members remember a story, they are also more likely to recall the underlying message and apply it in their work. Make sure you have engaging presentations because they are essential for maintaining an audience's attention. Stories with elements of suspense and conflict and resolution are naturally captivating. You can use storytelling to make team meetings and presentations and also training sessions more enjoyable and interactive. Stories are effective tools for conveying your values and vision. Instead of simply stating an abstract principle, you can demonstrate how these values are played out in real life situations. This approach allows team members to better understand the importance of these principles and how they align with the overall vision of the organization. You can use stories of triumph over adversity, perseverance, or innovation to inspire and motivate teams. Such narratives create a sense of possibility and encourage team members to believe in their own potential and overcome challenges and achieve greatness. Stories are essential for transmitting culture and organizational values. You can use storytelling to reinforce the culture norms and behaviors you want to promote within your team, creating a cohesive and purpose-driven work environment. When dealing with complex ideas or strategies, storytelling can help simplify and explain these concepts in a relatable manner. You can use analogies or metaphors in your stories to make abstract concepts more accessible to team members. 
Sharing personal and vulnerable stories can demonstrate authenticity and build trust. When you open up about your own experiences, including failures and challenges, it humanizes them and fosters a culture of openness and trust within the team. Outcome number three is motivation. Effective communication should motivate and inspire individuals to take action and achieve their goals. So here are two strategies for motivating through communication. Number one is to set clear expectation and goals. You should communicate clear expectations and establish achievable goals for your team members. By providing a vision of success and outlining the steps needed to get there, you can motivate your team to strive for excellence. So how do you implement this? So here's some ways that you can use this strategy. You should articulate as a leader your expectations explicitly to the team members up front in the beginning. This includes defining the standards of performance, standards of behavior, and outcomes you desire from your teams. You should not have hidden expectations as a leader. When expectations are clear, team members have a better understanding of what is expected of them, reducing any confusion or ambiguity, right? I had a leader, a mentor that will always tell me, expectations are only as effective as they are specific. So make sure that you specify in the beginning what you clearly expect from your team members. Alongside clear expectations, you should set specific and attainable goals for your teams. These goals should be challenging enough to inspire your team to put in the effort and to push their boundaries, but not so unrealistic that they become demotivated by unattainable goals. A compelling vision of success helps team members understand the broader purpose and significance of their work. When you share a clear and inspiring vision, it creates a sense of direction and unity among team members, fostering a shared commitment towards achieving the shared outcomes. In addition to setting goals, you should provide a roadmap or actionable plan to reach those goals. Breaking down the larger objectives into smaller, manageable tasks helps team members see the path forward and reduces overwhelm and stress. By setting clear expectations and sharing a vision of success, you can inspire and motivate your team members. Knowing what they are working toward and why it matters can boost team morale and commitment to the shared objectives. Regularly providing feedback on team members' progress towards the goals is key. It is essential. Constructive feedback helps team members to understand where they stand in relation to the set of expectations that you identified in the very beginning, right? Identifying areas for improvement and acknowledging their success toward those goals. Setting clear expectations and goals also involves holding team members accountable for their responsibilities. So when individuals are aware of the specific outcomes they are responsible for, they're more likely to take ownership of those roles. And while setting clear expectations and goals is crucial, you should also be open to adjustments and revisions when necessary, because we know circumstances can change over time, and you as a leader should be willing to adapt the goals and expectations accordingly. Celebrating achievements and milestones along the way reinforces positive behavior and boosts team morale. Recognizing the team's efforts and accomplishments encourages them to maintain their focus and dedication. The second strategy is to recognize and appreciate achievements. Celebrating individual and team accomplishments is a powerful motivator. Leaders should acknowledge and appreciate the efforts of the team members, both publicly and privately. You have to know the difference and especially what your people like. This recognition helps instill a sense of pride and it helps motivate the individuals on your team to contribute to perform at their best. But you have to understand is it publicly or privately that they really, really like? So how do you implement this? How do you implement this 
uh, in your leadership practices. You play a crucial role in observing and recognizing the hard work, dedication, and accomplishments of your team members. This involves actively paying attention to the individual and team performances and giving credit where it is due. Recognizing achievements can be done, as I mentioned, both publicly and privately. Public recognition, such as praising someone for uh, a good job during a team meeting or announcing their accomplishments to the entire organization can boost the individual's confidence and sense of accomplishments. Private recognition, on the other hand, involves one-on-one conversation or personal messages expressing gratitude and appreciation. This approach allows for a more personalized touch and can be especially valuable for introverted or shy members who may prefer less public attention. When team members' achievements are recognized and appreciated, it creates a positive and motivating work environment. Employees feel valued and appreciated for their contribution, which in turn fosters a sense of pride in their work and their affiliation with the team or company. Regularly celebrating accomplishments, big or small, helps to boost team morale. Employees are more likely to remain engaged and enthusiastic about their work when they feel their efforts are acknowledged and appreciated. Recognition acts as a positive reinforcement for employees to continue performing at their best. When individuals receive acknowledgement for their hard work and success, they are more inclined to maintain and improve their performance levels. An organization that values recognition and appreciation creates a positive and supportive culture. It encourages teamwork and camaraderie among employees, leading to higher job satisfaction and lower turnover rates. Recognizing achievements not only celebrates past successes, but it also encourages employees to strive for growth and development. It can inspire individuals to set higher goals, to take on new challenges, and continue excelling in their roles. While leader-driven recognition is essential, it's critical. Encouraging peer recognition within a team can also be beneficial. So when employees recognize and appreciate each other's accomplishments, it strengthens team bonds and promotes a collaborative atmosphere. Learn how to strike a balance between recognizing individual achievements and acknowledging team efforts. While recognizing individual accomplishments can be empowering, it's equally important to celebrate collaborative achievements to foster teamwork and cooperation. Outcome number four is collaboration. Effective communication fosters collaboration, encouraging teamwork and cooperation. So let's look at some strategies for how to promote collaboration. The very first strategy is to encourage open and honest communication. You should create a safe and inclusive environment where team members feel comfortable expressing their thoughts and opinions. Encouraging open dialogue and actively listening to others allows you as a leader to seek diverse perspectives, which enables collaboration and leads to innovative solutions. So let's take a moment. Let's dive deep into some of the key points of this strategy. The first is learning how to create a safe and inclusive environment. This strategy emphasizes the importance of establishing a workplace culture that fosters safety and inclusivity. When team members feel safe, they are more likely to share their ideas, their concerns, and provide feedback without fear of judgment or reprisal. Inclusivity ensures that every team member's voice is valued, that it is heard regardless of their background, their position, or experience. You should listen actively to your team members when they express their thoughts and opinions. Active listening, as I've mentioned many times before in this particular podcast and in other segments, it is your ability to give your full attention to the speaker, showing empathy and seeking clarification to truly understand what is being conveyed. By demonstrating active listening, you can build trust and rapport with team members, which in turn encourages future communication. 
you should promote a, an environment where open dialogue is welcome and encouraged. This means encouraging team members to voice their ideas, concerns, and suggestions freely without hesitation. When communication flows freely, it leads to increased collaboration and problem-solving capabilities. Recognizing the value of diverse perspectives is essential for innovative solutions. Encouraging team members to contribute their unique viewpoints, their experiences, and knowledge can lead to more comprehensive and creative problem-solving processes. By embracing diversity, teams can come up with solutions that may not have been apparent otherwise. And if you've been a leader for even a moment, we know that conflict is going to arise. And part of fostering open communication involves addressing conflicts constructively and respectively. You should learn how to resolve conflicts appropriately, encourage open discussion to find resolutions and to create a culture where differences can be acknowledged and addressed in a positive manner. You must lead by example. As a person who is seeking to create a culture of open and honest communication, you should lead by example and be transparent and honest in your own communication. When team members see that you're being open and honest, they're more likely to follow suit and adopt similar communication behaviors. Learning how to implement a feedback culture is crucial for continuous improvement. You should encourage feedback loops, both formal and informal, where team members can share feedback with each other and also with leadership. Constructive feedback helps identify areas of improvement and it can lead to better team performance. Strategy number two is to facilitate effective meetings and discussions. You should ensure that meetings and discussions are well-structured and focused, setting clear agendas, providing relevant materials in advance, and actively involving all participants helps to foster collaboration and ensures that everyone's contributions are heard. So let's look at it. Let's dive into the strategies of how to do this effectively. You should understand the importance of structuring meetings in a way that keeps them organized and on track. This means defining clear objectives for the meeting, and outlining the topics or tasks that need to be addressed. A well-structured meeting ensures that participants understand the purpose and stay focused on achieving the desired outcomes of that meeting. So before the meeting takes place, right, before you even get into the room or the virtual room, create a detailed agenda that outlines the topics that need to be discussed, the time allocated for each item, and the expected outcomes. Share this agenda with all participants in advance, this way, it allows them to be prepared and to contribute meaningful to the discussion. In addition to the agenda, you should distribute any relevant materials or documents related to the meeting topics ahead of time. This gives participants in that meeting the opportunity to review and analyze the information, enabling them to provide well-informed insights during the meeting. You should also make a conscious effort to involve all meeting participants actively. Encouraging open communication and creating a safe environment for sharing ideas helps to ensure that everyone's input is heard and it is considered valuable. As a result, team members are more likely to engage in the discussion and feel motivated to contribute. Effective meetings are not one-sided lectures. It's not just you as the leader communicating information, but it is opportunities for collaboration. You can facilitate collaboration by encouraging uh, brainstorming sessions, group discussions, team-based problem-solving activities. This approach allows diverse perspectives to emerge, leading to innovative and well-rounded solutions. Respect for everyone's time is crucial. You should stick to the allocated time for each agenda item and manage discussions to avoid strain off topic. If certain issues require more time, they can be assigned for further discussion in a separate follow-up meeting. 
The goal of any meeting or discussion should be to generate actionable outcomes. You should summarize key takeaways, decisions, and actions at the end of the meeting. Additionally, you can assign responsibility to specific individuals or teams to ensure follow through on agreed upon tasks. And outcome number five of effective communication is all about conflict resolution. Effective leaders are skilled at resolving conflicts and maintaining a harmonious relationship within their teams. Conflict is going to happen, but as a leader, you have to know how to deal with it effectively. So here are some things that you can do. Number one, I'm going to mention it a million times already. I'm going to tell you it's going to be a million times. It is the most important attribute in resolving conflict. And you guessed it. That's right. It is active listening. You as a leader need to actively listen and to show empathy. So when conflicts arise, you should listen attentively to all parties involved and to seek to understand their perspective. Demonstrate empathy and show a genuine desire to find a mutually beneficial resolution helps to build trust and it facilitates conflict resolution. So here's how you do this in action in detail, right? So when it does come to active listening, we know that it's all about that where you give your full attention to the speaker, you're not interrupting, you're looking for their verbal and nonverbal cues so that you can understand that person fully. It is giving your full self, right, to that person who is speaking, asking clarifying questions to ensure that you completely comprehend their perspective. In the context of conflict resolution, active listening is crucial as it helps you gain insights into the underlying issues causing the conflict and the emotions involved. Conflicts often arise due to things like differing perspectives or needs or interests among the individuals or groups. A skilled leader, which you are either that now or you're learning to be, but you need to learn to recognize the value of understanding the varied viewpoints before you jump in to find a resolution. This is critical. A lot of people like to prescribe before they diagnose. You need to diagnose first by active listening. And that is what it allows you to do. Active listening allows you to listen to all parties involved it allows you to identify the root causes of the conflict and to also discover common ground for potential solutions. Applying empathy into the conflict resolution process is the ability for you to put yourself in the other person's shoes to understand and share the feelings and the experiences of that person. In conflict situations, showing empathy helps to create a safe and supportive environment for discussing sensitive issues. When individuals feel understood and validated, they're more likely to open up and to work collaboratively toward a resolution. Trust is fundamental to effective leadership and conflict resolution. By demonstrating empathy and active listening, you show that you genuinely care about the other's concern. This builds trust among team members, right? And that is the foundation for any relationship is trust, making them more willing to engage in open and honest communication during these times of conflicts. Trust is a critical foundation for fostering cooperation and finding common ground. The aim of conflict resolution is not to declare a winner. It's not to say, oh, you're a winner or you are the loser, but it is to find a resolution, a solution that benefits all parties involved. You should prioritize a win-win approach to demonstrate your commitment to the collective well-being of the group, right? It is thinking win-win and it's having that, that mindset when you go into that interaction. By seeking solutions that address the concerns of all stakeholders, you can foster a positive and harmonious work environment. Conflict can often lead to breakdowns in communication where parties may become defensive or hostile. A leader 
that is skilled in actively listening and showing empathy can facilitate healthy communication by encouraging respectful dialogue and discouraging personal attacks. This enables individuals to express themselves freely without fear of judgment or reprisal, leading to more constructive discussions. Strategy number two is mediation and negotiation. So in more complex conflicts, you may need to act as a mediator or a negotiator. By facilitating open dialogue, identifying common ground, and helping parties to find mutually acceptable solutions, you can effectively resolve conflicts and restore harmony within a team. So here's how you do it, right? So here's some things to consider when you are looking at mediation and negotiation. So first of all, let's define it. Mediation is a process where a neutral party, which is you, the third party, in this case, that right, that is you stepping in as a leader, as that mediator, to assist in that conflict so that you're able to find common ground and to ultimately reach a resolution. Your role as a mediator is not to impose a decision, right? It's not to say, here's what I think you should do, but it is to guide the parties involved in the conflict towards a mutually acceptable solution. So here's how that process works. You should first set up a safe and confidential environment where all parties can express their concerns and emotions without fear of retaliation or judgment. This helps in fostering open communication. The second part is actively listening. Make sure that you listen actively to each party's perspective, ensuring that everyone feels heard and understood. This helps in building trust and also to demonstrate that you're genuinely interested in resolving the conflict. Next is to identify the underlying issues because this helps all conflicting parties to identify the root causes of the conflict. Often conflicts are not just about the surface level issues, but they are things that are much deeper, fueled by much deeper concerns. And it is our job as leaders to get to those root causes. Next is to find common ground. So through effective communication and exploration of those different viewpoints, uh, you should help the conflicting parties identify areas of agreement and common interests. This creates that foundation for finding that resolution. And next is to generate options. Encourage the parties to brainstorm potential solutions that address the concerns of everyone, not one person versus the other, but all parties involved. This steps promotes creativity and expands the entire range of possible outcomes. And then lastly is reaching a mutual agreement. Your ability to guide the parties through evaluating the proposed solution and helping them to select the one that best meets their needs while considering the interests of others. Right? That is the goal. It's not this person wins, this person loses, but how can they both attain what is truly needed to find resolution that each person can accept? Now, the next part of this, right? So we talked about mediation. That's the first part of this whole process. Second is negotiation. So let's define it. So negotiation is the process where conflicting parties engage in discussions to find a compromise or an agreement. And your role in this negotiation is to facilitate these discussions to guide the conversation and to ensure that the negotiation remains constructive. So here's how that process typically unfolds and ways for you to implement this within your leadership practices. First is to understand positions and interests. So help each party to articulate their positions and underlining interests. Positions are what the parties want, while interests are the reasons behind those desires. Next is to focus on win-win outcomes, right? It is all about that win-win thinking. Habit four, think win-win. Encourage the conflicting parties to seek solutions that benefit both sides, emphasizing a win-win approach rather than a win-lose mentality. Next is to maintain objectivity. 
and that's crucial, is for you to be objective in that entire process of negotiation. So as a facilitator, you have to remain neutral and objective throughout this entire negotiation process. You have to avoid taking sides or giving favor to one person or the other or a particular outcome versus the other. Next is learning how to bridge the gap. That's part of this process is bridging the gap. So if there is a significant difference in the party's positions, assisting in finding compromises and bridging the gap between them is going to be crucial. Then you can start to seek agreement and foster implementation of that agreement. So once the agreement is reached, you should ensure that all parties understand and commit to the terms of the resolution. Additionally, you may monitor the implementation of the agreement to ensure that it is actually carried out. And there you have it. The five outcomes of effective communication for leaders, along with a whole bunch of strategies that you can implement for each one of these. And remember, mastering communication is a continuous process that requires practice and refinement. By incorporating these strategies into your leadership approach, you can foster clarity, engagement, motivation, collaboration, and effective conflict resolution within your teams. Now, if you found this information helpful, don't forget to like and to subscribe to this podcast, The Leadership Cheat Code, where we're giving you all the tools and resources and insight so that you are able to be an effective leader, and more specifically in this, on your leadership and communication practices. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, to unlock your leadership effectiveness, you must master the cheat code. See you next time. <laughs>